Ugh. What are Gosh. you doing? Glenn, it's New Year's Eve. Gosh. No, it's 8.30. Yeah, well, if I'd woke you up at midnight, you probably wouldn't even have talked to me tomorrow. You know me so well. All right, that was fun. I'm going to bed. Wait. Wait, wait. Wait, sit with me. You know we're not going to make it to midnight, Liv. Uh, look, we can ring in the New Year now. Why do I feel like this is some clever disguise to get me into some deep conversation right now? Huh? Huh? Well, you know me well. All right, we'll be the last serious discussion of the year, so praise the Lord. Oh, perfect. I love it. No, I don't. It's not. <laughs> but I will listen to you. Do I ever change? Is this one of those questions? It's not a question. No, just I never... <laughs> Nothing about me ever changes. I just, it's the same old me, it's the same old habits, the same recipe that I got out from the magazine the year we were married, and the same New Year's decoration. No, we don't need to do that. It's just, nothing about me ever changes. You change? Yeah. Sweetheart, you do? Like, 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 like your hair. You, you, you changed your hair last year. No. Yeah, you, you dyed it. Yes. No. You changed the format or something of it, huh? Oh, okay, okay. I'm not I'm not into hair, sweetheart. I just you don't get it. Tomorrow is going to be a new year, and I'm gonna wake up and be the same person I've been for years. The whole year will go by. Nothing's gonna change. Don't you wanna see a change in me? And you and us, gosh, and anything. Sure. Sure? Yeah. That's it? Liv, I have no idea what I want for this upcoming year. And if there's one thing I do know, I have no idea what you want. That's a wise man. Thank you. <laughs> Here's an idea. Why don't we just pray about it? Wait, wait are, you being, are you being serious right now? Yes, yes, I'm being serious. <laughs> Why don't you and I us together, just pray about it. We'll just ask God what he wants for this upcoming year, okay? And we'll just try to listen. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> Maybe I'll call you hang up? Yeah, sure. I like that. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you never let us go. Thank you for new chapters. Thank you for love in your heart and she sees the world. Thank you, God, for tears. Thank you. I really like that. Instead of just ringing in the new year, what are they doing? They're praying in the new year. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about, well, uh, as the New Year starts, or really any time, but New Year's time, we think about that a lot. How, how does God want me to change this year? What does God want to do in me? What new things does He want me to start? What old things does He want me to stop? How does God want to work in me this year? And pray about it. Like really, truly, pray about it. How is God leading me? If you haven't, that I would suggest that this year is your year to start. Start praying about God. Now, even as you spend today getting ready for the new year, 
if you have a spouse, if you're married, or if not, by yourself or with your family. Pray. Gather together and actually pray, God, what are you leading us to do, to be, to start, to stop in 2024? Turn with me to Acts chapter 21. We are back in the book of Acts. And we're finishing up uh, this incredible, amazing book in the New Testament, uh, about three-fourths away through your Bible, over three-fourths. If you were here at all last year, you probably heard us say the word Acts a few hundred, maybe thousands of times. And we are in a new series called Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Empowered for Jesus' mission is kind of the, the theme here as we go through the book of Acts, finish up in the next few months. And my prayer today is that we commit to some unstoppable resolutions in our life as we're thinking about New Year's Eve. Resolutions, uh, commitments, new ways of living or thinking or doing in, in our lives that would be unstoppable because we're on mission with Jesus, doing what he's called us to do, living how he's called us to live, saying what he's called, to say, called us to say, and like Paul we too can be unstoppable. So let's check it out. Acts 21. If you're there, uh, toot your New Year's horn. Ready? Ready? Go. If you're there, toot your horn. Thank you, Nancy. All right. Acts 21. Look at verse 1. And when we had parted, this is Paul, picking up where we left off before Christmas series. And when we had parted from them, and set sail, we came by a straight course to Kos. Why did he go there? Just Kos. Sorry, I just read that. All right. And the next day to Rhodes. And from there to Patera. And having found a ship crossing to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. When we had come inside of Cyprus, leaving it on the left, we sailed to Syria and landed at Tyre. For there the ship was to unload its cargo. And having sought out, to the, sought out the disciples, we stayed there for seven days. And through the Spirit, they were telling Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. You're going to get hurt in prison. Verse 5. When our days there were ended, we departed and went on our journey. And they all, with wives and children... It reminds me of a few chapters ago where they were praying with Paul and crying as he was leaving... They all, with wives and children, accompanied us until we were outside the city. They really loved this man. And kneeling down on the beach, we what? Prayed. We prayed. And said farewell to one another. Then we went on board the ship, and they returned home. Verse 7. When we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemus, and we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed with them for one day. On the next day, we departed and came to Caesarea. And we entered the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Uh, He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. While we were staying for many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And coming to us, he took Paul's belt, he did a visual illustration, and bound his own feet and hands and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, this is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Bum, bum, bum. When we heard this, another warning, not go to Jerusalem. Verse 12, when we heard this, we and the people then urged him not to go up to Jerusalem. Seeing the end. Then Paul answered, what are you doing? Weeping and breaking my heart. 
For I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, Let the will of the Lord be done. After these days, we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. And some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us, bringing us to the house of Manasseh of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we should lodge. We're going to stop there for today. And you're like, where in the world is Dan going with this? This is not that interesting. Hey, but I got something for you. If we play it, fail to plan, we plan to fail. If you want to fill in the blanks in your notes, I love this quote. I didn't make it up. But if you and I fail to plan, we essentially plan to fail. Is that what he said? Yeah. Some of my fill in the blanks are kind of obvious and predictable, but when we write them down, we remember it and we maybe hopefully do it more. I'm not trying to hide anything. <laughs> he knows. Brendan knows. If we fail to plan, we plan to fail. If we fail to plan, we plan to fail. Now, admittedly, as we're reading this passage, and we're like, okay, so Paul went here, they unloaded there, he got on the ship over here, he stayed with them over there, we're kind of like, this is so riveting. <laughs> Boring. Right, it seems like you're reading a dictionary a little bit, kind of like a genealogy. It seems maybe like you're reading a ship captain's log and they unloaded the cargo and it went here and this place, this place, that place. And you're like, what in the world does this have to do with my life? How is this at all relevant? Well, I want to tell you to be careful and not miss the power of this moment. The power behind what we see happening here, the power of Paul planning. Paul had, through God's Spirit, planned a lot of these mission trips. He had it in his mind, mapped it out, going to go here, do that, do that. And his friends, these people he's staying with, they had a lot of priorities in their life, as Paul was going around and around and around, and they're living these seemingly ordinary moments. It's like they're just day in and day out, seemingly ordinary, but we know that the seemingly ordinary moments in our life can be lived with much kingdom importance. So no matter what you're doing, washing dishes, doing laundry, changing diapers, going to work, mowing the yard, uh, just doing life, do we do life well, don't, let's just say don't miss the kingdom importance of taking care of a family, of going to work and punching the clock, of meeting, gathering with other people. And we see that, I just wonder if Paul had like a calendar and he's like, you know, uh, Tyre over here and Sidon over here and Poseidon, whatever the name of the city is over here. And I'm messing that up. But he had a plan, he had a map, he had goals in mind when and how and where God was going to lead them. And again and again and again, we see these early Christians. They are prioritizing lots of things. They're prioritizing uh, encouraging one another. These early Christians are prioritizing praying with one another, making it a, a point to love one another well, to do all the one another's. Uh, you know, Paul, he's doing scripture reading with them. They're doing scripture memorization, I bet. They, they made a point, a priority of hospitality and opening their homes, hosting other people. They made a point uh, to 
have fellowship with these other Christians and build relationships with people, not just sit at home all day and watch TV. Uh, They're out doing stuff with Paul. They made evangelism a priority, sharing the gospel, the good news with people. They made being on mission with Paul and with Jesus a priority. Uh, They made generosity a mission. Uh, a, a mission, a priority. They're, they're giving of themselves in every way. Their, their time, their uh, talents, their treasure. They're, they're giving towards the cause, sacrificing their lives, sacrificing who they are, sacrificing maybe their show comes on at 9 o'clock and they're like, you know what, I'm going to meet with Paul instead because he's here in my city. They're prioritizing on and on and on and on all the one another's that we are called to do together. They made it in their mind, in their life, of great importance to do this Jesus life and do it it together. To be an active, participating role in Christianity and fellowship. Not to sit on the sidelines, not to just warm a pew, we could say, not to be a lukewarm Christian. They were involved, they were in the trenches, they were in it to win it. To do this thing. How about you? How about us? Are those things that these early Christians prioritize, are they a priority for you too? Uh, you're here this morning after Christmas, so i got to say you're, at, you're showing me that it's a priority to gather with Jesus' people. Heading into the new year, I hope and pray that we do, maybe like Paul and these early Christians, make it a priority. Make it a plan. Make it a, a, of great importance to us to do the one another's that God has called us to. And if you don't really have any resolutions, you're like, I've done goal setting, I've done these stupid resolutions, January 1st, I'm on fire, January 2nd, I eat that donut and it's over. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, no matter how you've done it in the past and if it works for you or not, um, I hope and I pray, I want to challenge all of us to make some hopes, make some dreams, at least come up with one for 2024 and to be like... Uh, Well, because Proverbs 21, it's in your notes, but it says, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Good planning and hard work get things done. They get us to where we want to go. And if you don't make a plan, oh, we plan to fail. That's just how that works. If a What do you think if the CEO of Coca-Cola said, Whatever happens this year happens, man. No, they're like, we're going into new markets. We're doing this thing. We're off here. We're starting a new McDonald's. It's like we're expanding to Timbuktu or wherever. They got plans. They got people who are on track with that and they're going and doing these things, that fulfilling these plans in, in our life. If we just, you know, a lot of times I think we kind of live by accident. Whatever happens, happens. Whatever comes my way, that's what's going to, we can do that sometimes and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing especially on our Sabbath day of rest or maybe we're on vacation or whatever. But if we don't have any goals, any dreams, any purposes, any plans for our life, you're just going to be kind of drifting, drifting down the river, floating down the river. God can still use you in great and mighty ways. But how about we dream with God a little bit? How about we... Uh, ask God to lead us in 2024 and pray, not just ring it in the year, but pray in the new year, God, what do you want to do in and through me in 2024? Because if we want good things to happen, if we want great things to happen, if we want 
movements of God to happen, we got to be on track, on mission, on purpose, deliberate, uh, in, what's that word? Intentional, prioritizing these things, or else a lot of things just don't happen. Here's what we're going to do. I want to pass this out. Boys, gentlemen, maybe half of you could do one side, half of you could uh, pass out on the other. Thank you so much. Kai and Carter, everybody. Woo! This is a, a goal sheet called Smart Goals. Now, some of you may have seen this. Some of you may have uh, done goal setting before. I just really like this one. I think it's important to not just write down, lose 100 pounds. Because that, that's a great goal. But there's like, that's it. It's very vague. When you write down vague things, like get in shape, lose weight, I don't know, get married, or uh, get a job. It's just, it's not, it's, it's kind of way out there, and it ain't going to happen if you don't write down specific things. So, I want to make this very, today very practical, very tangible, in your hands, taking it home with you. On the back side, there is a calendar, there is some more information, and I'm just going to go through this uh, real quick. Because too often we say, I want this to happen. I wish this would happen. Well, wishing ain't going to do nothing. Just wishing on a star. It's, it takes priority and planning and motivation and staying accountable with other people in our life on purpose, on mission for God and Jesus. Uh, planning things or else it ain't going to happen. If you don't write it down, it ain't going to happen. Like my pappy always used to say. No, he didn't. If you ain't going to write it down, it ain't going to happen. Because we just need some clear, concrete plans to go along with our motivations, our intentions. I want to do this. I wish I could do that. Well, hey, let's just stop and take out a pen or paper when you get home, necessarily. You can write a few, jot a few things down if you want. But to do some smart goals. Now, here's, I just want to go over this real quick. Smart goals. It's an acronym. Is that what it's called, Rachel? I think acronym. SMART. S-M-A-R-T. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Here we go. Specific. Be, there's your target. Be specific about what you want to achieve. Not just, I should lose weight. My doctor says I should. Okay. Ask yourself questions about your goals. Who, what, where, when, how, who, why. Okay. Specific, like write down how many, just for instance, to follow this one, how many pounds you want to lose and how long a time. That's the measurable. To make sure that you're on track for success, measure your progress, pro progress answer questions. How long is it going to take to complete? What are some uh, steps along the way? What are some milestones as you're tracking this progress? If you want to get a job, what are you going to have to do first? Fill out an application. Or maybe even before that, think about what kind of job you want. Fill out an application. Check back with the people, uh, the companies. I mean, just write. You've got to write stuff down or else what? It ain't going to happen. Don't be mad when you make a, a wish in your head and it doesn't happen because things just don't happen by accident. It takes hard work from us. What do they say? Pray as if it all depends on God and work as if it all depends on you. God wants to work with Him hard. Use our, all our energy. Use us up. For his glory and the good of other people. Okay, so make sure, you know, be specific about it. Make sure it's measurable and achievable. If you say, 
I want to lose 100 pounds tomorrow. Unless, like, you get in an accident, they have to cut off your leg. That's probably not going to happen uh, to lose 100 pounds tomorrow. Make sure it's achievable or else you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get upset. You're going to beat yourself up because you didn't do it. So make sure it's realistic. Make sure it's uh, not too difficult to complete, that you can do it. Take a look at your current situation and see where you want to go and the steps you have to take to get to where you want to go um, and that it is something you actually can do. Like, I want to be an astronaut. Probably not. Like that, You're going to have to start really quick on that course. Uh, something, well, unless you really want to do it and you're young right now and you want to do it, but you've got to start now if you want to be an astronaut because that is not my career path right now. That's not going to work. Relevant. So specific, measurable, achievable, and relevant. Okay? Is it relevant to you? If you don't really want to do this, if it's not really your goal, if your wife has made a goal for you, okay, it's, it, you may not be as motivated to do it. Uh, are you the right person to achieve it? Is your goal applicable to your current situation or is it unrealistic? Smart goals. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Assign a start date to your goal to encourage yourself to reach it with a deadline. How many of us know that if we don't say, okay, I'm going to do this by a certain time, we just put it on the back burner for the next 20 years, right? This home, pro Isaac's pointing at himself, this home project that we do, yeah, I'll get to it some, I'll, when I have time. You'll never have time for something unless we make time for it because everything else tries to come in and take our time. So make sure it's time bound, that we write it down, that it's a priority, that we measure it, how, much, how many pounds per week, you know, one pound per week, half a pound per week, uh, make it measurable and attainable and achievable and uh, you can think about what you want to do today, tomorrow, what's it say from now to achieve your goals, time bound. Smart goals. Anybody ever heard of that before? Smart goals. And so it's really easy to receive a piece of paper and go, thank you, Carter. Thank you, Kai. Wow, this looks really great. That would work if I did that. Hey, it's really easy to take a piece of paper and to listen to me rant on. Okay, it's easy to sit here and go, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You know, it's a lot harder is to go home and write just a couple things out. Maybe just focus on one thing and actually start planning with purpose and intentionality. Get in your family, your spouse involved to keep you accountable, to get you where you want to go. Well, and we'll even say to where God is leading you to go this year. Now, I'll give you a few ideas. All right. uh, smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, achievable, I mean, irrelevant and time bound. Maybe your smart goal for 2024, and if you're already married, this doesn't apply, but to get married or, or maybe to have kids or to grow in your relationship somehow, whatever relationships you're in, to, to grow and encourage one another. Maybe it's a work goal, maybe it's a career goal to start a new job, to, to climb the ladder, uh, to begin you know, get into the department you really want to get to, or maybe it's a financial goal. Maybe you really want to get out of debt this year, or maybe you want to start on that debt-free journey. Maybe you want to uh, write some things down, and I have budget sheets if you want a budget sheet to spend less and save more. Those are things that some people are like, 
I should stop spending more money than I have. That sounds like a great idea. But are you going to write it down? Are you going to write down your bills and uh, how much you make and then plan and live by that budget? Be flexible, but live by it so that you do end up spending less and saving more. What goals do you want? Maybe it's a health goal like we've been talking about. To eat less donuts, Carter, right? Huh? Okay. Maybe that's just me. Uh, a health goal, maybe you need to lose some weight, maybe you need to exercise more, maybe uh, you need to eat healthier. Maybe that's all of America. Just saying. Uh, maybe it's a mental health goal to decrease your stress, to decrease your anxiety, to have more mm, mind space this year, more rest, to take a day off, a Sabbath day of rest, to maybe make it a family day, uh, to fear not, like we talked about for three weeks, to... God, help me to fear not and have that weighing down on my shoulders. Maybe it's a, a home project, something you've been wanting to do for 10 years and it's been on the back burner and you're like, I know that crack in the ceiling needs fixed and I know. And Maybe just write it down and say, this week I'll get the drywall and I'll pick up the supplies and I'll do this and then we can start. Just start somewhere. Uh, maybe you're completing some schooling or education. Maybe, Kai, you want to get straight A's this semester for all your classes. Maybe that's a goal for you. Or, or to increase your grades. It's not going to happen by accident. It takes hard work and studying. Right? Maybe it's a traveling goal. Like I want to uh, take a vacation here this summer or, or go over there. Maybe it's uh, maybe you just want to spend more time with your family without screens being involved. Maybe you do a, a basket. A little a little uh, bin or whatever and you put your phones in when you come home and you look each other in the eyeballs and you go how was your day <laughs> and then you listen and then your kid says fine and then you say I would like more information let's sit down at the dinner table together and discuss how your day was and read the bible verse of the day from the bible app and all that <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one how about a spiritual goal I want to read so many verses a day lots of bible plans and the bible app I know a lot of you were on that. Uh, maybe it's I want to spend so much time praying. Uh, each day I want to get more involved in my church. Uh, I want to love and serve and give more. There's a Love Our City rack. Lots of ways that we seek to do at Troyview. Um, maybe you want to memorize three verses this year. or one. You can say one verse a month. And I bet if you write that verse down and you put it in your mirror uh, or places that you see a lot, and we just repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. I think we could do one verse a month if we repeat it 20 times a day. Goals, right? Attainable, specific. Uh, how about make a gathering with our church family both on Sunday mornings and out you know, during the week a priority? I know you're already here. I'm preaching to the choir. Uh, whatever your goal is, planning, planning. Prioritizing. That's what we saw the early Christians doing. They made things happen. Paul went on this mission, not by accident, but through God's leading and making his mission a priority in their lives. Planning. Writing things down. Tremendously helpful in achieving what you want to achieve. That's it. And I encourage you, uh, instead of starting January 1st tomorrow with 50 new habits, and I'm going to do all these brand new things today, and then at 6.04 in the morning, you're like, I'm off the rails. This is not going to work. Just pick one thing. Just pick one thing. 
And if you achieve that in the next, what would they say? It takes 30 or 40 days to uh, start a new habit. If you achieve that, then move on to the next one. But please, don't get overwhelmed. Don't get discouraged by starting 20 new things tomorrow. Right? Just start with one and master it before you start the others or else you'll probably likely get overwhelmed. And what we want to do is take small, measurable steps, baby steps. Right? The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. One step. Dave Ramsey for the financial peace, he has these baby steps. And you just pay off a little bit of debt at a time, a little bit. You save up a little bit. You spend a little less. And over the course of time, that makes a big, big difference. Rachel was reminding me this week how little things make a big difference. I was talking to her about this message and New Year's and planning. And she was talking about like a money budget where uh, it ends up being a lot at the end of the year. If you just do a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Some people... uh, they used to do cash a lot more, but when you get your change back, you put that in a savings jar. Wow! And that's just kind of automatic savings if you do that. I think some banks do that with debit cards. You can tell it to put your change from a, every purchase into a, a savings account. Uh, but she mentioned just simply when you go out to eat, and I think in America a lot of us go out to eat on a, a occasional or frequent basis. When you go out... Instead of buying a pop for two, three, I don't know what it is, four sometimes dollars, instead buy a water. You know how much that costs, Carter? Zero dollars. Some places might charge you 25 cents for the cup, but that's a lot less than two or three dollars. You get a whole family, two, three, four, five, six people, and you're paying two or three dollars for a pop? This is just an example. That is, I, I need a calculator. No, that, that's like 10, 20 bucks. Now, if you just bought water, try this maybe, for one year at restaurants, one year, only bought water, how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars could you save? And use that same principle with everything you buy. Right? Do we really need, need, need all the stuff that we buy? I'm sure I don't. I'm sure we don't. You're at the checkout. You're like, I could do without this one item. Put that. That's five or ten bucks right there. Over time, things add up. So just think about that. It's not just about money, but with whatever goal it is in your life, little things add up to big things over time. Remember that principle. But you got to plan. You got to aim. You got to create a destination. And Nancy, could you come up here and just hold this? Dartboard, if you would. We're gonna, Nancy. You always talk about weapons up here, and you know. So you're gonna hold the weapon today. This is what we're gonna do for Nancy. Okay. I love this quote by Zig Ziglar. Anybody ever heard this quote by Zig Ziglar? If you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. Think about that. <laughs> Nancy's like, my goal for 2024 is to never come back to Troyview Church. <laughs> Nancy, if you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. I'm being really close, so I'm not going to. And these are not metal sharp tips, just so you know, it's plastic. All right, one more. Do you want to throw one at me? Would you like that? Here. Here, Nancy. I'll give you two shots to hit me, okay? You know how bad I am with throwing anything. Okay, right here. Right? <laughs> Oh! <laughs> All right, you get one more shot. 
Oh, all right. She's been Nancy, everybody. Give her a hand. No, no, I'll get it. We'll go. <laughs> They're great. They're fine. I didn't, I didn't Oh, we got something here. Select players. All right. Thanks, Nancy. If you aim for nothing, folks, you hit it every time. I love that by Zig Ziglar. If you don't... <laughs> thanks for being a good sport, Nancy. <laughs> I was trying to find something this week, a bow and arrow and a target or a dartboard. And Melanie, thank you for bringing it. And I was like, oh, Nancy is going to love this again. And I actually got you up here. I was impressed. If you don't even hold a, a weapon, uh, an arrow in your quiver, and there's no dartboard, there, there's no target inside, you don't even have a plan. There is no goal. What do you think you're going to do? You're not going to get to where you want to go. I want to lose 100 pounds. Or it's, I want to lose some weight. It's not going to happen. Most likely. 99.999% of the time. But if you say, hey, I've got a smart goal. I've got a smart plan. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound. Bullseye. It didn't say it, but then you're probably a lot more likely to get things done when you have a plan. When it's a priority. When you make, write things down and make a goal and make, and make a plan and make dreams, then you're going to hit the board. Or at least you'll get close to it. And hey, guess what? The good news is, if you make a plan and you try to get towards it and you hit over here, or down here, or over here, or over there. Guess what? You're getting close to the target. You're at least trying something, anything. You're in the vicinity, and maybe later this year, maybe in a few months, maybe next year, you're going to hit the target. But if you don't even have a target, guess what? It ain't going to happen. You have nothing to look forward to, nothing to plan for. So I hope that you have some smart goals. I hope you have a, a calendar. Google has, look, if you say, I don't have a calendar, I don't write things down, I don't like to do that. Guess what? If you have a phone, it comes automatically and you can't delete the app. So I know, I know that you have it on your phone, Apple, Google, whatever, paper. Write things down, make it time bound, make things happen. I know, I know, I know, I can do more with my life to achieve what my doctor has called me to achieve, <laughs> lose some weight. I know that we did it. I know that uh, I can do more in my spiritual walk with where God is leading me towards too. And I know that you and we can all together, we can do this. Do you believe you can do it? Yeah, maybe sort of, kind of, if it's easier, convenient. It's going to be hard, Kai. It's not going to be easy, Trudy. It's going to be frustrating. You're going to not hit the target sometimes, and you're going to get off course. But guess what? You have a compass to direct you back. Your plan. Isaiah 43, 19 is a great New Year's verse. Behold, God says, I am about to do something new. I'm about to do something new. What new thing is he wanting to do in your life? Will you pray? God, like I said, spend some time in prayer this afternoon, this evening, 
tomorrow morning at the latest or else you'll forget. God, what new thing are you calling me towards? Are you leading me towards in my life in 2024? How are you wanting to transform me? And then pick up a pencil. I don't know where my pen went. Pick up a pencil or pen and write it down. You all know how to write, right? Or at least type. Write it down. Text your goals to an accountability partner, your spouse, a friend. Go to the gym with them. Meet them there. We're a lot more likely to do something when it's with somebody than by ourselves, Because they're expecting to meet me there. And I'm letting them down if I don't, but we're both working. When we work towards stuff together, when we're on the same team, then we can accomplish a whole lot more bullseye than by ourselves. Uh, I want to close with, with this verse here. Next player. All right. If you open your Bible, anybody still in Acts? If not, it's okay. I just want to read this one verse. Repeat this again. Acts 21.14. Okay, the next player is not coming. Relax. Thank you. Uh, Acts 21.14. And since he would not be persuaded, we ceased, get this, and said, let the will of the Lord be done. Let the will of the Lord be done. Let's say that together. Let the will of the Lord be done. Again, let the will of the Lord be done. One more time. Let the will of the Lord be done. What will of the Lord does He want to be done in your life? 2024. i got to pray myself. i got to seek myself. i got to ask God what He wants to do in my life in 2024. I have an idea. We all have a little bit of an idea. Areas we need to grow in. Areas, you know, like these um, early Christians, maybe I could prioritize mission and evangelism and hospitality and fellowship and generosity and on and on. A little bit more. But how? Write those things down. I want to give five extra bucks this week to somebody in need. I want to have host uh, one thing every quarter in my home or host a life group or have invite people over or... Learn my neighbor's names next door. <laughs> By the end of, we'll say April because January is kind of cold. Hi, I'm Dan. Good to meet you. Know, it might be a little hard in January, but we can make these things happen. What's God's will for your life? What's He leading us to start? What's He leading you to grow boldly in? This whole book of Acts is like bold, 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 bold. And so many American Christians. We're like, timid, 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 timid. Let's get out there and do some things for God this year. Amen? He can lead us. He is leading us. Are we listening well? He will empower us on our journey to get this thing done for the good of others and the glory of God. We're going to close with one last song. And as we do, I just want to point out that Paul in Acts, we see this several times in chapter 21. They're like, don't go to Jerusalem. Please, if you do anything, don't go. And the one guy, he does a visual illustration. He's a prophet. He's like, I know this is going to happen. They're going to be bound. You're going to be in prison. This is going to be hard, Paul. And Paul's like, I got to do what Jesus has called me to do. This is where I'm going. You know what? Sometimes in your life, the way that God is leading you, the target that he's giving you, isn't what other people that he has called them to. 
And they might try to dissuade you. They might try to persuade you. Don't do that, Dan. Do something different. You should go here. You should be that. You should do this. No, God is calling me to this. Sometimes it looks like, uh, well, we'd be a little weird from our culture because normal isn't working. And so we're going to stick out a little bit. We're going to be a little maybe strange for Jesus. People are always going to understand the things that we do and why we do them as Christians, as followers, as believers. The mission that God has for us. And it may be difficult. Jesus said, it's not going to be easy, but I'm with you. So whatever it is, maybe it's something in your life, maybe it's kind of hard. Maybe it's challenging. Maybe people around you don't understand like Paul. But maybe, just maybe, God has called you to that. And you've got to say, look, let the, Lord, the will of the Lord be done even if you don't get it. I get it. I'm on track with Jesus. And He has empowered me for this mission, for this purpose. Even if people around you don't understand. So I just want to leave you with that thought uh, as we seek to have an unstoppable 2024 and match up our goals and our plans to God's. Let's stand and sing praises to the God who saves. Father, we do cry out to you this morning. Thank you. Thank you for all you've done. We praise your name. But not just that. We pray, we ask that you would work through us in great and mighty ways this year. That we would be your people on purpose for a mission that you've called us to greater than anything this world has to offer. On the good days and the bad, we know that you are still God. You are still good. And you are still making a way 
for us to be in your kingdom through Jesus. But until that day comes, until there's no more sickness or sorrow or crying or pain or death, I pray that you would speak through us and work through us to reach the people around us and the world with your hope and joy and love and peace that goes beyond every circumstance. Help us. Give us the courage. Fill us with your strength and your power and your boldness to be who you called us to be and do what you called us to do. This year and every year. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen.